Welcome back to another episode of Legacy Matters, conversations on faith, family, and future. Today, we delve into the world of youth ministry, focusing on the profound impact of reaching students at a young age and the importance of church camps and retreats in shaping their future. Our guest today, Dominic Kendall, the youth pastor for Connect Church, is here to shed light on this crucial subject. Welcome, Dominic. What's up, Blake? How are you? Doing well, doing well. Really happy to have you here today. Uh, Let's kind of get started by delving into your journey and uh, how you came into youth ministry and, and why you think it's important. Well, uh, when I was a student, I, I grew up at, at First Baptist Church Sevierville, was involved in their student ministry, and uh, man, it really had a great impact on my life. Scott Carter was my youth pastor, and uh, he was not just impactful on me, but both of my brothers, uh, who are both pastors, one at Connect Church, one at Oak City, right down the road. And they had, uh, he had a profound impact, and student ministry had a profound impact on uh, just our life growing up and our, our entire family. And uh, at a young age, about 15 years old, I felt the Lord call me into uh, vocational ministry. And I felt that as clear as day, as clear as I'm talking to you. And uh, he called me into that. And I, I said, yes, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. I, didn't, I wanted to be a history teacher. I wanted to be at Spear County High School and coach soccer. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And the Lord really changed that. And so he called me into ministry and, uh, and specifically broke my heart for students and for the next generation and just the great impact that they can have and uh, and what the Lord can do in and through students can change an entire community. And so he really led me there. And I've, I've served at a few different churches and, and now reside over at Connect Church in Sevierville. How long have you been at Connect? Oh, Easter Easter will be three years. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we talked a lot about youth ministry, but some of our listeners may not know exactly what all that entails. Uh, give us a little bit, a little bit of background of uh, what you do in youth ministry specifically, and and how youth ministry really impacts the uh, the lives of our young students. Yeah. So youth ministry typically is uh, you're looking at sixth to twelfth grade or seventh through twelfth grade, um, and my main job is to facilitate student ministry in our church. So basically, reaching out to um, those students between those age range and, and, and develop programs, sermon series, things like that, that will be beneficial for them as they're, uh, as they're trying to learn and walk with Jesus. But also it's, it's partnering with parents, uh, to try to give them the win on all of this. And so mm-hmm. even, even scripture would tell us that, um, I, I'm not the chief discipler of, mm-hmm. uh, parents, children, uh, I'm I'm a help and I'm a pastor to help shepherd their their heart and their soul, but but really the disciple makers are the parents, and so we also come alongside with uh, with different resources and try to help parents along the way as well um, to help them disciple their their kids. And so yeah, absolutely. So I know one of your passions. Um, for those that don't know, I I, I work alongside uh, Dominic at Connect Church. Yeah, he does. Uh, and- Blake's awesome. <laughs> And uh, one of his passions is uh, is church camps. Oh yeah. So tell me more about church camps. Why is that your passion, and and how what what role do they play in youth ministry? Yeah. So um, church camps, man, they are awesome. They are hard to put on. Uh, man, they are not easy to pull off, but they are so worth it. Um, my brothers, both of my older brothers, are nine and ten years old, and I am. They came in contact with the gospel really for the first time at beach camp mm-hmm. at church camp at Panama City Beach Florida um, and from that moment on my whole family went and we went to beach camp and it was there at Laguna Beach Christian Retreat there in Panama City Beach Florida that the Lord saved me at the age of nine 
Uh, it was there that the Lord called me into ministry when I was 15. And so um, it's just been some of the most pivotal moments in my life have been at Beach Camp. Why? Uh, and beach camps, church camps, they are so helpful because they get you out of your your normal rhythms and the craziness and the busyness of life. You you get out of your normal space. So for us, we go to the beach and, and you're able to uh, put your phone down most of the day. You're able to play games and just uh, wake up in the morning and you're almost forced to have a quiet time and spend time with the Lord. And, and then you go into uh, classes that are designed specifically around a theme in scripture. We always do ours based on uh, one of Paul's writings and we take the entire book. And so they they learn uh, that entire book of the Bible. They will read it multiple times. They will just be uh, diving deep into what the text says. And thus they're, I mean, they're just for a, a week away from everything else, from the hustle and bustle of life and the, the craziness of life. And they are, they are inundated with the scripture. It's a place for them to rest, uh, find restoration, connect with other people. And uh, man, they're just, they're really powerful in the life of our, our student ministry. One thing that's so important though that you shared um, when we came back from youth camp or uh, summer camp was uh, that, that impact that they have after after coming back from youth camp. Tell, tell us a little bit more about that and, and how you um, how you deal with that, kind of that roller coaster. Uh, you, you're coming off the church camp high, mm-hmm. right? And then you get back uh, into the day-to-day. Um, tell us about how that impacts youth ministry and uh, maybe if there's anything that our parents that are listening uh, that they could do with their kiddos after they come back from youth camp. Right. Uh, well, you know, we always call that the mountaintop experience when you go to camp. Um, Moses and Elijah met with Jesus on a mountaintop, right? And Peter was like, we need to just live here. Like, this is where we need, we'll just make some tents and we'll, I mean, right here, we will live here. This is good. And um, then as soon as he says it, uh, Moses and Elijah disappear and Jesus is there. One of the things that happens is, is that in those camps, you are able to see, just like on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus more clearly than, mm-hmm. than, than you normally see him because of your life and everything going crazy. You see him more clearly. and But Jesus said, like, you've seen me clearly, but now we got to go back down to the valley where there's still work to be done. Mm-hmm. And so we try to prepare our kids pre-camp, at camp, and then post-camp. Uh, to take a lot of the themes, we actually do something called um, At the Beach, which is like our quiet time time at the beach. And then we actually do something called Beyond the Beach, where they go home and they have 21 days of a um, a time in God's Word that takes those lessons from Scripture and that time that we have at the beach and helps it uh, continue on. Because 21 days is a- approximately the time that you guys have to create new habits. And so, um, and so creating new habits... In those 21 days, hopefully they're walking with the Lord. Parents have, uh, we, we send out resources to parents to go, hey, here's how to help your kid now as they are um, going into this new stage of their walk with Jesus or they're getting closer to Jesus. Um, here are some helpful things for them. Um, here's what they learned. Here's, here's some helpful questions for you to ask them to help open up those conversations with the Lord's doing in their life. And so we try to give parents and resource them with that uh, before the beach, um, to ways to pray for their student at the beach, and then tools to help that continue on after the beach. Awesome stuff. So, you know, in, in youth ministry, building a, a strong foundation for not only a student's faith, but one of the things I like to say here is, you know, deal with disciplinary issues or what have you. And, um, and I actually 
Jeremy, who's, who's not with us uh, on, on the podcast today, one of his favorite saying, sayings that I stole was, listen, this isn't about 13-year-old you. This is about 35-year-old you, right? And we're focused on giving them that foundation. Uh, but in youth ministry, building that foundation is, is crucial. Can you tell us why having a strong foundation with our youth uh, is so important to their faith journey and their, and their spiritual journey? Yeah, well, uh, even statistically speaking, um, a student who does not give their life to Christ before the age of 18, mm-hmm. there is a, there, I, I think it's 90% chance mm-hmm. they will not give their lives to Christ. And so it is a hugely formative time in the life of anybody mm-hmm. um, in what they're going to believe and, and what values they're going to have set. And so uh, to reach a generation and help to set a biblical foundation is crucial because uh, what they learn now and what they learn as a student in a church and a student ministry is going to be unbelievably valuable to them. So um, it's going to affect the way they date, they marry, mm-hmm. they work their job. And so it's not just something that's a uh, some good life lessons to learn. Uh, we have to, in student ministry, t- help teach our students a biblical worldview, mm-hmm. help them to learn the Bible, help them to uh, 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 learn what it looks like to follow after Christ, to, to read the Bible, to know the Bible, uh, to know God's character, how to how to take their faith and defend it in, with apologetics, and also to help uh, them just uh, have their affection stirred for Jesus and their heart stirred for lost people as well. So that foundation uh, is really difficult to lay post-student ministry. That's why it's so important, um, because they're so, they're so formative in these, in these years. And also, it's some of the best years that they're going to have to be most on fire for the Lord. I think of like even um, uh, the the first great awakening in the United States. I think of mm-hmm. so many young people who who caught fire of this. Uh, so many of the great revivals throughout history have taken place in the hearts of young people who just really get it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important. So what can parents do to kind of come alongside and support um, the the youth ministry uh, as a whole? Uh, for for their individual churches, what if you could if you could mold the the perfect parent partner uh, to to help you do what you need to do in, in youth ministry? What what would you say a valuable characteristic of that individual would be? Well, I think it's I think it's a couple things. I think one, um, if if you have a student ministry at your church, support it by your presence, mm-hmm. and so. Um, just the pre- one, make it a priority amongst your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports and everything else will get in the way. And if we're not careful, we will outschedule ourselves to where um, Jesus isn't a part of it. So um, helping us by making whatever it is your student ministry does a priority in your family life, uh, that helps. Uh, bring your kids. Bring your kids to whatever these things are. Uh, because if you don't prioritize it, don't be shocked when they get old. Like when they get older and they don't prioritize Jesus mm. um, because it was never a priority. If you're too tired, you don't wake up on Sunday mornings. If you, if, if, oh man, what? I, I didn't get a shower, so I can't go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and before too long, you look up and you go, why are my kids not walking with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And you go, well, I never prioritized Jesus. I never prioritized church. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, don't be shocked when that happens. So prioritize it. Uh, but also uh, participate. Now, you may not be one who can serve in student ministry, but. Um, Pray for your student pastor. Pray, uh, pray for your student volunteers. If there's ways that you can encourage them, encourage them. Um, if there's if there's ways that you can participate, because there's always trips and there's always things where they may need a chaperone. Mm-hmm. Um, be willing to be willing to step in and serve. 
uh, it's really easy to complain about student pastors and and it's it's easy to complain about things but it's another thing to go i'm going to jump in i'm going to help mm-hmm. and uh, and so your presence bringing your kids uh being uh, and making it a priority your presence just being there uh being willing to serve now sometimes student pastors may not need you in that certain role but but being willing to to help pray and and serve when when opportunities come and uh and, and you know the ideal parent doesn't get frustrated with the youth pastor because their kids aren't faithfully walking with Jesus. The mm-hmm. ideal parent understands their role mm-hmm. and and takes that seriously. And instead of putting blame partners up with the student pastor to go, hey, how can we holistically make a follower of Jesus out of my kid to the best of our ability? Know that we can't save their kids, but we want to put them in the best position to do so. Absolutely. That's good stuff. I like that. So you've been in youth ministry for how long? Well, I started going to student ministry when I was eight years old because I just I don't I don't know why I got grandfathered into that. So I've basically been for the last twenty something years in student ministry, but in vocational ministry about the last uh, eleven twelve years. Okay, so over that time, um, I'm sure you went to several youth camps. I'm sure you yep. went to. Uh, I mean, you've, you've held several <laughs> youth nights. Yep. Give me um, if you could pick one or two. Um, situation stories that use it youth ministry in general ha- has had an impact on another student's life another uh, individual's life and it didn't maybe not even the student maybe it was the parent I don't know um, it's just something that uh, can really give us a visual of the impact of, of, of youth ministry yeah I got two I got two stories um, one I was at a, a camp that I actually wasn't even putting on it was a student ministry camp that I was just a part of it was a buddy of mine his youth group um, and I was speaking there and, and, um, it was in the bunks that night and all the guys were hanging out and man, I just saw, uh, we had one boy who shared his testimony. Like, man, I don't know if I'm, I've grown up in church, but I don't know if like I'm saved. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't think I know Jesus. Like you guys are talking about knowing Jesus. And he got up, got off his bed, went outside, gave his heart to the Lord and came back in. And the next dude was like, dude, that's my same story. And we, me and the youth pastor were sitting across the room from each other, eyes just wide open mm-hmm. going, just t- taking it all oh, in. And I, I think like nine of those boys just sharing their stories mm-hmm. led the next boy to the Lord, like awesome. into the, and it was, it was really powerful. And it wasn't anything that we do. It was just the Lord using camp in that moment where those boys would not have been together, mm-hmm. would not have had those conversations, impacted eternity uh, for people and their families uh, just right there in that room. Because camp was part of it. Um, now I have a young man who uh, I was at a church in Alabama, and uh, I left there to come to connect. And and one of the things that happened was, is that the young man who was there with me in Alabama and at that camp, uh, the Lord used that camp in a hugely powerful way uh, in his life to, uh, man, just really in, uh, grow in him a, a heart for ministry and for his own friends around him. And the Lord really called him into ministry through something like that, uh, through a beach camp. And he is actually now the student pastor at the church that I left. Oh. Um, he actually took over um, as as the replacement. And you go, man, it was, a, it was a beach camp where his heart was broken for what the Lord's heart is broken mm-hmm. for and for lost people and for his friends. And so those are just two stories of just how I've seen that impact uh, students. But I mean, there's just story after story of how the Lord saved people, redeemed people, and done so many things through love it. So um, kind of switching gears a little bit. Um, yeah. 
this past week, uh, you talked about leaving a legacy. You talked about uh, just um, how how what we're doing now doesn't impact always necessarily right now, but it impacts 10, 20, 30, 100 years from now. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about how how youth ministry is, is about leaving a legacy, but maybe I've got some students that are listening and they're, they're wondering about, you know, why does this matter? Why does it matter that I get up uh, or not get up, but stay out late on a, on a Wednesday night to go to youth camp uh, and how that ties into the legacy that they're leaving behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, think, I think legacy matters, meaning this is that you and I sitting here doing this podcast and even this school is a result of people who were, who were faithful to the Lord and continue to love Jesus when maybe the culture around them did not. Mm-hmm. And their legacy has led us to this place. I mean, you and I are benefit, uh, benefactors of people who shared the gospel and didn't get mm-hmm. tired of that. Student ministry can help in the life of a student when they go, hey, I'm going to invest in this. Because if I'm going to invest my time and energy into this, what they're going to get out of it via the, the teaching of God's word, the camaraderie with other believers who love Jesus and make much of him, it will help as a collective group, not just as individuals, but as a collective group, leave a legacy that goes beyond um, your time in that student ministry. Meaning this is that you have an opportunity with a younger generation of middle school or junior high students to leave a legacy of them going, hey, I know my youth pastor loves Jesus and my youth workers love Jesus, but one of the most impactful things is a senior high student who still loves Jesus when the culture and everything around it says, do not love Jesus, love yourself. They love Jesus. Mm. And so I think I think that's really beneficial in in the, the, the art of leaving a legacy um, through student ministry. You can do it in the student ministry, but also as a cohesive group, um, I think church in general, for us, as we think about the kingdom of God and, and what we're doing for the advancement of the kingdom of God is it's here, but it's not fully here yet. When you come together as a student ministry, you are linking arms with other believers to help go, hey, we're all at maybe at different schools or different places or, or, or our families are all at different uh, stages of being family. Uh, here's one of the main things. You get to gather together with people who are like-minded in that same age group, share burdens and struggles, mm-hmm. and say, "Okay, now let's get back out there and make much of Jesus." It's a, it's it's you know, it's the base where you guys get mm-hmm. to come back. You get to spend time together. You get to talk together. You get to hear a message that's that's crafted from Scripture to meet them where they're at, mm-hmm. to then equip them to go. Okay, the person on the other side of the room's got you. I've got you. We've got you. Now let's go out there and make much of Jesus and and come back and and let's meet together next week when we're tired and sin is coming at us and we're tempted and we're hey let's come back together and spend time with Jesus. Let's go back out there. And so youth groups help with that because it's it's not faithfully attending one Wednesday night, mm-hmm. but I believe if you attend Wednesday nights and you see it for what it is, it's not all about you. It's it's about Jesus and gathering together with other believers to make much of Jesus and then to go from there to make much of Jesus on your campus. Doing that consistently builds uh, a legacy of faithfully following Jesus, I believe, um, not just on Wednesday nights, but but what you can learn and what you can apply and what you can do can help build a legacy of faithfully loving Jesus and promoting Jesus wherever you go. Um, and those years are so formative. I can look back and go, man, student ministry had a huge impact. I'm 30, I'm 31 years old. 
of how student ministry made an impact on my life. Mm-hmm. And so it can help it can help with that. I love it. Well, Dominic, you, you do a, a fantastic job at Connect. Just I, I can say that personally. Uh, part of the reason why I'm in, uh, while, while I'm working alongside you, is I, I go to get refilled myself yeah. uh, a, a lot of times. I, so I just I want to thank you uh, for, for that. Um, thank you for, for, for coming on. Yeah. Um, I must hesitate to do this. I, I, I love you to death, but is there, is there anything that, that you would like to share with, with, with our listeners, uh, bef- before we, before we move on to our little final, uh, uh, subject? Yeah. Um, uh, it's just be, be a part, listen, there are, uh, there are about a billion, I think a billion to a billion and two youth groups in Sevier County. Um, and those of you who are listening, Really in, invest in a youth group. Be, I encourage you. Be, be somebody. If you're a kid, listen to this. If you're a parent, listen to this. A student ministry matters. Find a student ministry that's going to teach your kids about Jesus, and they're going to partner with you because it is it is hard being a parent and trying to disciple your kids when everything in the world is pointing them away from Jesus. So make that man. It's just a great tool for you. So find a student ministry. Uh, from where I'm sitting, I can almost just point anywhere and find a great student ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so find some, find find a good student ministry and do life together with other students uh, to make much of Jesus. Don't don't parents listen, please. I'm begging you, make this a priority. Make this a priority. Students, tell your parents that this is a priority for you, and uh, man, it will not be a waste of your time. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. I was, I always hesitate, uh, you know, giving it, yeah, see, <laughs> going off script as well. Uh, you but, should, but, as but well. No, you should, yeah. No, I, I, I love it. That's good stuff. So, what we like to do is we like to end the podcast with something fun, a little bit yeah. different from uh, the day's conversations. Uh, today's gonna be a little bit different than what we've done in the past. Um, if you've seen those like reels or TikToks or whatever that mm-hmm. uh, guys come up and they, they they rank things without knowing what comes next. Uh, uh, have you seen those? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about yeah. there. Okay, so. At the time of this recording, it's, it's the holidays or it's the the Halloween season. Yeah. Um. By the time this comes out, it's Spooky probably going to season. Yes, yeah, spooky season. Uh, by the time it comes out, it's going to be uh, 2024. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, but you know, kids are going to be hyped up on Halloween candy in the next coming days. Uh. So I've got five candies that I'm going to throw at you. Um. And I want you to rank them without n- knowing what's coming next. Okay. Kind of got to got your headspace. You, you there? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So five Halloween candies. Uh, so the first one I'm going to throw at you is going to be Sour Patch Kids. Where would you rank that on a scale of one to five? On a scale of one to five? One to five. Like am I putting one being it, the best. Am I putting it in its position and then I have to put everything else in its position? And, and, yeah, and you can't oh, touch it. Okay. Uh, Sour Patch Kids, a scale of one to five? Scale of one to five. Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not, not, not a big fan of the just candy? Not. Well, I'm just... I'm, you I'm, I'm looking forward. Okay. I'm okay. looking forward. All right. So then I'm going to throw out Snickers. Five. Snickers is a five. Yeah. I'm okay. not because I'm really expecting something here. I'm going to be devastated if it's if if it's okay. Nothing, okay. Nothing good. All right. So then we're going to throw out just uh we'll do peanut M and M's. Two because that's a somewhat healthy snack. Because uh, of the because the, the peanut, it's it's protein. actually one of the it's actually one of the healthiest snack foods you can get. Did you know that? Uh, did not. Of one of the healthiest candies okay. because it has minimum minimal chocolate and it has peanut in there. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like it, that's hey, why it I tell myself. Good. Yeah. That's so that's matters. number two. Yeah. That's what matters. That's right. All right. All right. So we got two more left. We got the one spot and the three spot. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're gonna throw out Laffy Taffy. Oh man. 
11, but I'll just take three on that one because, I mean, that's just miserable. Okay. And then uh, Reese's. Oh, one. That's what I was waiting for. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, number one. I love those. And if you were to – if you could I'm, – I'm so glad this is not a video podcast. You, If you could see me, you'd go, you know what? That dude does love Reese's. Um, and so more peanut M&Ms for that guy. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to us today. Uh, remember to subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes of Legacy Matters Conversations on faith, family, and future.